and welcome to Alan and Novre's Luxembourg podcast. My name is Natasha Oskion, and today we will be talking about the new developments in the area of the issuance and circulation of securities using decentralized ledger technology, or so-called DLT, such as blockchain and Ethereum. But before we dive in and discover what it is and why these are good news for the Luxembourg community, I would like to introduce Philip Noltner, who will be shedding some light on the subject. Philip is a lawyer at Allen & Overy Luxembourg in the ICM team and is an expert in capital markets and derivatives. So, Philip, I seem to remember that the related DLT bill that was published last year, is this bill a real step forward from that? Indeed, last year, the Securities Act 2001 was amended to basically enshrine the use of DLT devices to settle fungible securities. So this new legislative initiative relates to the issuance of dematerialized securities on DLT devices. So in other words, it's akin to issuing crypto assets like crypto shares or crypto bonds via the blockchain as opposed to using the conventional places like stock exchange, right? Yeah, indeed. And this is why the bill is such a game changer. But when you say blockchain, it's actually all the DLT devices that actually include the blockchain. But please, however, note that a part of the changes brought by the bill will only relate to crypto bonds, so to speak. But we can touch on that later. But so in this case, why is this amendment so important? Well, for different reasons. Without such an amendment, it would not be entirely possible to issue securities directly on a blockchain. So different industry groups and deputies actually raised that point during parliamentary sessions for last year's bill, and it was clear that the Luxembourg legal framework needed to change to fill that gap. So the bill achieves two main objectives. First, it brings legal certainty for issuers that wish to carry out blockchain issuances of unlisted securities by allowing them to have an issuance account kept on a blockchain. And second, it opens the role of the central account keeper to fully-fledged EU credit institutions and EU investment firms to record the issuance of unlisted debt securities, which we could call crypto bonds. So could you please then quickly explain for those not familiar with the dematerialized securities issuance process, what an issuance account is and what the role of the central account keeper is? Sure. So the dematerialized securities are deemed to be legally issued when they're registered on an issuance account. So that's the first step in the process. And not just any issuance account, but one that is kept by a central account keeper or a settlement organization. So the goal is then to use a wallet on a blockchain to serve as the issuance account. This would mean issuing a security directly in the blockchain. Of course, with the use of a smart contract like an ERC-20 standard contract used for the Ethereum blockchain. But once a security is subscribed by an investor, the security will actually be held in the securities account of the investor. So that securities account also needs the flexibility to be operated like a blockchain wallet. So with the bill, the whole dematerialized issuance process would then be moved to a blockchain environment. That would be big. But then how does differ from how things are done at the moment? Well, in a nutshell, the bill would allow the whole process 
to take place in a blockchain environment where the issuer's issuance account and the investor's securities accounts could be wallets operated in a DLT environment. Right now, it's only securities accounts that can be kept on a DLT environment. Now, it's a very different regarding central account keepers. So these are entities whose activity is to keep issuance accounts to track issuances of dematerialized securities. They also keep the first securities accounts of the security subscribers. So these are central players to this whole process and they have a very important role. They ensure that no fraud or securities inflation takes place in the system and the central account keeper verifies that the total amount of each issue of dematerialized securities admitted to its transactions and registered in an issuance account is equal to the sum of all the securities registered in the securities accounts of its account holders. So without that control, you wouldn't be able to see how many securities exist in the system, etc. That would be really dangerous. So of course, these entities are needed unless new applications are developed on the blockchain to tackle that. But that's another story. Or is it a kind of reconciliation process? Absolutely, you got it right. So what's remarkable here is that this whole process under the bill could fully take place in a DLT environment. That would mean that the central account keeper could use the blockchain's attributes to carry out its reconciliation obligations, for example. It would also mean that all accounts and registers would be solely kept on the blockchain. This entails that the whole process would be transparent, secure, and decentralized. So we wouldn't have to rely on one single entity like the central account keeper to carry out all registrations and transfers. Most of the settlement would then be outsourced to different miners which have a monetary incentive to validate such transactions, which would definitely speed up the process. And the other bonus here is the transparency. And this goes right in the direction that the EU is pushing towards on the capital markets. Why is the scope limited to EU credit institutions and EU investment firms? Why hasn't the legislator opened the role to every entity with sufficient operational capacity to do this job? Hmm. That's definitely an interesting question. So my take is that the scope was limited to not push the market into too much of an uncertain territory and to also promote the two main themes that are central to the capital markets, legal certainty and investor protection. So to ensure that you have legal certainty and investor protection, the legislator decided to reserve such role to well-established players that are trusted by the market. As well, it is best to test the waters without triggering the application of a whole different set of laws and regulation. So if you keep credit institutions and investment firms in the process, you can be sure it's a good bet. And the innovation here is that these entities operating in a DLT environment would not need to go through a licensing process that could be seen as burdensome and costly in terms of legal fees and time. So this is why it's good news to the community, right? Definitely. So what are the safeguards that central account keepers operating on a DLT infrastructure will need to put in place in terms of operational and security measures? And I have another question. Does this mean that it's going to be less heavily regulated than non-DLT central account keepers? Hmm. Tough ones. So 
Answering your last question, I mean, I wouldn't say that. The bill does mention that DLT central account keeper entities, which again, don't need to be specifically licensed to do that job versus the ones that don't operate in a DLT environment. The DLT central account keepers need to follow the same principles as non-DLT central account keepers in terms of organizational requirements and reconciliation obligations. Now, the bill is not as detailed on this point because the legislators seem to not want to be too rigid in a fast-moving technology. In other words, what is relevant today and in use today may not be relevant tomorrow. So why would you lock in a whole new fast-moving business with rigid and cumbersome legislation? But then doesn't it mean that there is a kind of gray area? Well, not necessarily, right? Because the central account keeper will still have to respect the set principles like reconciliation measures. What the legislator is doing here is just not saying explicitly how to do it. You know, it was pretty similar back in 2013 when the dematerialized securities legal framework was put in place. So I think the legislator ultimately is banking on tech solutions to do the job. And is the bill restricted to unlisted debt securities only? Uh, yeah, but only, only when it comes to the central account keeper opening. Again, to be clear for everybody listening to us, non-specifically licensed central account keepers can only touch unlisted debt securities. However, it's theoretically possible to issue any type of dematerialized securities on a DLT device. So the bill is giving you that flexibility. However, again, when dealing with listed securities, you could have regulations like CSDR that may counter the Luxembourg approach, but Luxembourg is still giving you that flexibility. So again, my take is that the legislator's idea is to test the regime with the real specific products like unlisted debt securities, and that wouldn't trigger the application of a whole different sets of laws and regulations like CSDR. Mm, do you mean the central securities depositories regulation? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the EU regulation that applies to listed securities and to securities settled in a security settlement system. And how important is this new bill 7637 for the Luxembourg capital market ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, it is capital for issuers that want to benefit from DLT devices. And it also serves as a symbol. Right? It follows an established will of Luxembourg to modernize and make more flexible its legislation concerning DLT and blockchain. So it's a clear message that's being sent by the Luxembourg legislator. And I mean, practically speaking, the bill brings additional structuring options for new issuances. It can enable issuers to tap investors that are deeply invested in crypto assets and don't necessarily know what to do with their money. The new regime also allows for issuers to save on costs and to gain from a more rapid settlement system and potentially other tech advances to come. So these could be in the form of voting during AGMs, where you could tap investors directly in order for them to vote on different initiatives. And also securities that are to be listed. This is really the caveat. They will not be able to benefit fully from this new regime because we already know that unless CSDR changes on certain points, this could run contrary to what Luxembourg is currently doing. So to be clear, the new regime 
also does not cater for the registration of equity securities on the blockchain by non-licensed central account keepers. So transfer agents are still relevant today. So Luxembourg, however, is willing to offer forward-thinking solutions at this stage to allow issuers to test the water and to come up with new products and services. I mean, that's an excellent sign. Good news, Dan. But wouldn't the Luxembourg capital markets community benefit from a fully-fledged legislative framework for DLT securities? Isn't this what other jurisdictions are doing? Well, sure, the bill is a step in the right direction. However, many questions are indeed left unanswered by the bill. I mean, the first that comes to mind is conflict of law issues and definitely collateral issues. But again, this could be the actual intention of the Luxembourg legislator to not close doors and to adopt a light touch approach. Indeed, other jurisdictions are active in that space, like France or Germany. And France and Germany have just adopted a broader, more comprehensive, but bulkier sets of rules that may prove to be too cumbersome for such a fast-moving space. So new applications for such technology appear every single day. And Luxembourg places itself at the forefront of technological innovation with this proposal and in a pragmatic way, which, to sum it up, could be very much like the Luxembourg financial industry. Innovative and pragmatic. Well, Philip, thank you very much. Thank you, Natasha.